0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. I want to talk today about our comfort zones. We get in a comfort zone and then it's so uncomfortable and scary to change that we, we chain ourselves to our current circumstances for years, sometimes for our entire lives. And this is so sad to me. I told y'all that the book about the five regrets of the dying, the number one regret that people on their deathbeds had was that they didn't live lives true to themselves. Instead, they did what they thought they should do. So back to the comfort zone. So we all have comfort zones. And usually it is... um. It's like a little cage. It's like a safe little cage that we lock ourselves in. So just imagine that if you will, like a a kennel that you would put a dog in. So this is like your comfort zone. This is usually where you are presently. Presently, is that the right word? It's your present circumstances. And for you to get out of this cage, it feels very scary. In fact, the fear itself can feel like a wild creature that's just terrified. Um, if you've ever been around an animal that's scared, like uh, my sister-in-law's dog is, has some anxiety disorder and it had to take Prozac for a little while, but this was the most fearful dog I've ever seen, you know, just crouching low and shaking, <laughs> shaking, shaking, and our fear is like that. So part of what I want you to do, this is a tool that I learned from Martha Beck. I want you to pretend like that fear is a is a is a fearful little wild creature. And I want you to treat it just like you would a dog that's super scared and just talk to it kindly, ask it, "What are you what are you worried about?" And by showing curiosity, and compassion, and kindness, all those words that start with a C, you're going to, you're going to help remove yourself one layer away from fear. So I'll explain what I mean. You know how when you're in the middle of something, like when somebody's yelling at you, or when you um, think that something bad has happened you can't even think straight like you definitely don't have compassion and curiosity because you're so entangled in it you're so freaked out that your body is like you know life or death whether it's really life or death or not um i when i t- worked at the urgent care i had a doctor who would yell at us and you know i somehow thought that was normal and so he would yell at us and my body would go into, oh my gosh, I'm about to be murdered. Even though I knew he wasn't going to do that, there was a part of me, this scared inner creature that really did think my life was in danger. So talk to yourself that way. And you can do this through journaling. You can um, imagine a conversation where you have this little scared creature in front of you and you're really asking it like, hey, what's going on? Um, what it, what do you think's gonna happen? Like what's what is your your brain telling you is like the worst case scenario? And by doing this, it really does lift you a few degrees off of the fear so that you can see it objectively and you're not as wrapped up in it. So then you can make a much better choice about what to do next. Um the other thing I was talking to a client and she was telling me like I've only been at this job, I don't remember, like a year, maybe two years. I've only been at this job a little while. I don't think I can leave yet. I hear this a lot. So I wanted to speak to this. Um, The metaphor I came up with was, okay, well, let's imagine you planned for this road trip. Maybe it's a vacation spot and you spent money on it and you spent time getting there. And then you get there and it's not at all what you thought. Are you going to force yourself to stay there? And some of us would say, well, yeah, I made my decision. I don't want to spend more money. Um, but that's not what we should do. I mean, if we want to live lives free of regret, we need to give ourselves permission to make changes. Um, you know, you would... You wouldn't immediately like get in the car and drive somewhere else and just hope that it worked out. You would spend time figuring out, like, okay, well, I found myself in whatever, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and I don't really want to be here, but where else could I go? And you would research it and you would spend time figuring that out, and then you would give yourself permission to go. Um, when we moved to Montana, I I moved there with a suitcase. We didn't even have furniture. We didn't have, um, we had nothing except our suitcases. And my husband bought a mattress. And I had already quit my job um, so that we could both move there and my husband could go to graduate school. And my husband got really depressed. Like so depressed we thought he was going to flunk out of um his graduate program. So here we are. 2000 miles away from home. He is not doing well at all. We don't know a single person there and I don't have a job and I still wouldn't give myself permission to like come back home. It's the craziest thing. If I could go back and talk to my younger self, I would say like, whose life are you living? really, you know, like who do you care more about what other people think or yourself and your husband's sanity? Um, But we stuck it out, you know, and I, I remember thinking, I can't go back. I can't go back. They've already hired my replacement. I've told everybody I was moving to Montana and how adventurous it was and how wonderful it was going to be and, you know, posted pictures and I can't possibly turn around and tuck my tail. And, you know, you hear all those, all those expressions. So I have some questions for you um, and some ways of thinking about this. So if you are sort of locked in the cage of your comfort zone and you refuse to let yourself out and refuse to let yourself change your mind, ask yourself, what part of you is holding you hostage? What part of you is not willing to give you permission to leave and hear her out? I mean, a lot of times this is a childhood part who is like, um, You know, I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed to change my mind, I'm not allowed to have an opinion, I'm not allowed to say what I really want, I'm not allowed to make mistakes. So talk to this part of yourself and ask her, like, what are you really afraid of? What what are you afraid will happen? Who is everyone? Because that's an excuse I hear a lot. Like, what will everyone think? And so name these people, you know. Are you, is it your coworkers? Is it your clients or customers or patients, whoever you're serving? Is it people from your childhood? Maybe it's a parent. And then know that you don't owe anybody an explanation. And when I say that, people are kind of like, really? Like, but what do I say? You know, they don't really believe me. But you really don't owe anybody an explanation. Their opinion of you is none of your business. Their opinion of you is none of your business. Another way to think about this is what would your future self say to you? So imagine a wiser version of you. Maybe she's got some gray streaks and some wrinkles. What would she say? So back to the other people, like what will everyone think? Is it going to matter to them? Even if you care what they think, a year from now, are they still going to be thinking about this? No, because even if they have an opinion, and even if you care what their opinion is, a year from now, they're not going to still be thinking about you and what you decided to do. So keep the big picture in mind. Like really zoom out and get a wide lens and imagine yourself years from now or two years from now, and chances are it's not going to matter that you changed your mind. It's not going to matter that you, um, have a resume that shows that you changed jobs after only a year or two or even six months. That wouldn't, if I was hiring a, a PA in my case, I would, I would be curious and I would ask like, oh, I see you were only at this job for whatever. Tell me what was going on. And I would listen, um, um, the other thing I would ask is when you imagine yourself staying in this situation that you find that you feel stuck in, how does it feel? You know, if you picture the calendar flipping forward 2024, 2025, and you're still here, how does that feel? And if your answer is anything negative in your body, like I feel like a weight, or I feel really sad, I feel heavy, I feel tight. Like that's a sign. Your body is admitting it, even if your brain is not admitting it. When you imagine changing your mind, giving yourself permission to have a do-over, how does that feel? And if you, if you describe something that feels light, expansive, if it's a feeling of relief, again, this is your body being really honest with you, even though your brain is not letting you. Um, Another personal story, so my husband was getting his PhD and he dropped out and he was really It took a, it took a lot for him to drop out. It took more courage for him to do that than it did, I think, to sign up to do it. And I know he had all these thoughts about like, well, I told everybody, well, actually his wife, me, I told everybody in a stupid Christmas newsletter one year or like a Christmas card, um, and he kept thinking about that, like, everybody thinks I'm getting my PhD, so how does it look when I don't? And finally, he gave himself permission to drop it, and, you know, his body felt relief. His body was able to, um, to heal and sleep better and made all the difference. I've also heard it said that all the cells in our body change every seven years. We do not have a single cell that's left of ourselves from eight years ago. So of course you're gonna change. I mean, if you divided that up like three year, 3.5 years, half the cells in your body have changed. So of course you're not gonna want the same thing that you've always wanted. So ask yourself if I had more courage, if I was a badass, like what would, what would, how would this look different? What would I give myself permission to do? If I didn't care what anybody thought, what would I do differently? If I put myself first instead of caring what everybody thought, what would I do? And this one is big for me because I have dealt with people pleasing. But if your decision wouldn't disappoint anyone else, because that's what we worry about, right? We worry about other people, the expression on their face, showing disappointment and what their words, the tone of their voice, like we imagine all this in our heads ahead of time. So if your decision wouldn't disappoint anybody else, what would you do? And if your answer is something different than what you're currently doing, that's a sign that you're a people pleaser um, and that you're putting other people's needs above your own needs. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Share it with somebody if you know somebody who's stuck. But be careful. They may not they may not appreciate that you're pointing it out. Um, so also turn the mirror towards yourself and ask yourself like what do I know I need to change but I'm not changing and then reach out let me know what you what answers you come up with hope.cook at gmail.com thank y'all for listening it was so much fun talking to you today All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website, you can schedule a free 30 minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching, maybe you need one on one coaching, or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website, it's coachhopecook.com, that's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call and I can't wait to talk to you. So. See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.